Welcome to We Talk Games RK Weekly. RK Weekly, brought to you by ST688. ST688, Brock Tank. I can't tell. I just had oral surgery. Oh. Um, yeah. Oh, now you're in an echo chamber. Hold on. Don Fennin in the booth, of course. How do you. Gow. Is everybody still there? No. <laughs> okay. Don Fenning, you're doing a great job. How about now? I think we lost everybody, Don. In here. Jesus Christ. Something's oh, wrong with There you go. Wrong. Now are you in an echo chamber? Hello? Uh, Hello? Uh, it's now? I think I'm back. The fuck's with this echo chamber? <laughs> <laughs> this is like, uh, what? okay, how about now? Hello? <laughs> now you have a different type of echo. Okay. Ichi Son she. Okay, good. Uh, you, you sound great. Yeah, you, except for my you. tooth. I'm going to blow my uh, blood plug out of my tooth. I know it. I can't keep the gauze in. When you get your big extractions, oral surgery, they put a they put a blood a blood butt plug in there. You know, a blood plug. That's what keeps you from dying. But I think I'll pop, probably pop it out like I did last time. I, I had um, two of my wisdom teeth. That's why I don't have any wisdom. But uh, I am on... Uh, the Oxy, so <clears throat> should be a good show. Wonderful. Yeah. I am Wiggly. I'm one of your hosts here on the uh, Skype pipe. We have uh, uh, Keith Roboduke. Oi, I'm here. I'm not in the Neko Chamber anymore. No, but we do have Neko Chamber here. Nico Boone is here. Chris. Hi. Hi, Chris. Am I coming through? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Okay. But can you hear me? Finally, I can take down these fu- fucking summer stink posters, so oh. uh, I don't have to throw up anymore. When I'm How did that go? Trying to put on my underwears. Oh, it, <laughs> it stank. It stank, and of course, our highest rated shows ever. So <laughs> there you go with that. I don't understand. That's why we let the characters run things. That's right. <laughs> Hate the characters. Stinky isn't here, thankfully, because uh, you know he thinks he's a big shot. Now he went out and spent all. Luke. Oh, yeah. He's probably taking a, a well-deserved vacation, I'm sure. Mm, indeed, indeed. Speaking of media, which I wasn't, how about that giant media ball? Holy mackerel. This past week, we had two brand new entities showing up in the feed. We have Ouch's Retro Wrestling Review, 
where he takes uh, sometimes 15 minutes, sometimes 20 minutes, and goes through an old-timey, <laughs> old-timey, like from 99. Uh, <laughs> uh, but he goes through like some WCW pay-per-views, some ECW pay-per-views, even some WWE and stuff like that. So very interesting type of short listen, very enjoyable. Like I, I could care about wrestling very much not at all but here i really enjoyed listening to these so check out ouch there's three episodes up there for you to listen to on a giant media ball feed and also we have a part of another franchise mass movie side we have mass movie side uk so we're really branching out you know we have the whole galway tie-in and now we have some Scots, and the Scots are doing their mass movie side from Scotsland. <laughs> and let me tell you, you want to learn some Scott. Listen to these fellas. Uh, there's also a mass movie side U.S., and I don't know if there's some mass movie side Uganda. I'm unsure of this. But uh, we have mass movie side U.K. We have three episodes up there for you to take a listen to, and they're all related to... The Batmans? Yeah. The Batman. They're all related to the new Batman. I'm Batman. I'm I'm Batman. Dark Isn't that how he sounds? Rises. That's exactly how it sounds, Bane. Uh, don't get me going on superheroes. The last thing I want to do is talk about superheroes this episode. So I'll stop. Welcome to Arcade Weekly. If you don't know what this is, we pick of the bucks and no. We arcade ourselves around. And each week we bring you a different arcade game that you either have heard of or haven't. If you're Chris Hardwick, then you think it's Berserk. If uh, you're not, then you think it's... Hold on. The reason I take a pee before the show so I don't piss myself. Many a times where uh, I've had to hold it in. You slap him back at all because we're hot? Slap him back? No. I, okay, uh, good. I usually just squeeze it between my legs. <laughs> like a Filipino boy. <laughs> Like a Buffalo Bill. Mm. Oh, yes, yes. 100% Game Talk, 0% filler. We had beautiful girls that would uh, listen to my programs, believe it or not. And uh, I would say, she's so beautiful, it's hard to believe she's actually a girl. Because, you know, the men's try to look hot. Let's face it. Yeah. That's why you got to do a little pat-pat. Uh, Congratulations, me. Are we recording? Good. 601. Thank you, 601. Landmaker. Let's start right in. We're going to get out of the summer of stink. We're going to get into the summer of making lands. 1998 by our buddies Taito. You still might be able to get this on the PSN. What's that? I just heard, no, you can't get anything on the PSN. They've replaced a good game with Mad Dog McCree. Yeah, this used to be on PSN. So if you were able to get this a while ago, well, good for you. I chose this one. I chose Landmaker because we often like to explore games that rip off other games and see what directions that they might go in or dimensions that they might add. In this case, Landmaker is, of course, a version of Puzzle Bobble, albeit reverse Puzzle Bobble, sort of, which happened to be made by Taito, so they're ripping themselves off maybe, but maybe not. Although it does fit in the timeline when we get there into the making mechanics. Uh, just so happens to be the year that they... Took a break from making the puzzle bobble. Oh, we got an airplane taking off. There we go. Let's uh, dive in with the making mechanics of Landmaker really quickly here. Not, not going to take too much time. We're talking about a bubble blowing block dropper type of game, puzzly blocker game. In fact, I think some idiot called this Land Blocker or something <laughs> when they released it for their 
console of choice. I often talk about this Tetris, which, of course, just opened that whole genre, really. Because what do we have before that? Pipes? Now, how many times can you fucking push water through a pipe and think this is fun? Not many. When Tetris came out, it was such a sensation because it was called Tetris. And we were, you know, Russia was a mystery. But if it would have been called Block Drop, probably wouldn't have done as well. No. Yeah. So let's talk about Land Blocker. Block-breaking land game. Yeah. 1984, of course, we had the Tetris. We had the block drop game. Tetris. Uh, 1989, we had Clax. Dave Akers was on the show. And um, the Clax was, of course, a recovery game for the licensing snafu between Atari and our buddy Hank Rogers of uh, Bulletproof Software. 1993, we would see Tetris Battle Gaiden for the Super Famicom, which Hank Rogers could give a shit about, although it's one of my favorite games of all time as far as puzzlers go, because you are bringing the characters and the special moves and the special configurations into Tetris. And Clax also brought in special configurations. Uh, sometimes some of them you had a hit, some of them you didn't. And of course, Clax Wave. And of course, boing. And then we would see the beginning of the Puzzle Bobbles by Taito starting in 1994. We had uh, the original bu- uh, bu- Puzzle Bobble, as we know it here. Bust a move with a little baby that you want to punch in the face with a marble on its mouth. <laughs> oh, God, that cover. Yeah. 1995, we had Puzzle Bobble 2. 1996 was Puzzle Bobble 3. Also in 96 was Super Puzzle Fighter 2, Turbo by Capcom. We'll hit that a bit, but 1996, Puzzle Bobble 2. And what do you know? 1997, Puzzle Bobble 4. And then what do you know? 1998, Landmaker. After that, we go to 99s with special super duper ones and the the minis and the wee wees and the gold editions and all those that would happen. And then 2006, I wanted to put this in. We're jumping way ahead. We're jumping nearly eight years into the future. Tetris DS. Why? Because you have the push mode in the verses in the push. And you push. And this one, you push, push in the bush from the top. It's like booby trap. One of my favorite uh, games as a child, booby trap. The game where you spring-loaded shoot wooden blocks in your finger. What? Yeah. You don't know booby trap? I know booby trap, but I've never heard of booby trap. <laughs> it's the same fucking game. I'm an oxy. Oh. You're slamming your fingers in mouse traps? Yeah, that's right. I don't know what it was made of when you were a kid, but when I was a kid, it was made of wood. You had uh, three different sizes of these uh, hockey pucks-like things. Oh, yellow, a red, and a blue. I'm oxyed out. But uh, you had a spring, a slat of wood, and then you'd put all these little circles in the in the there. It was a high-tension spring, you see. So you keep trying to remove the uh, hockey puck wood. Whoever was lucky enough to like to pull out the last one would get the fucking bear trap. Oh, I just looked up a picture of this. Yeah, wow. That looks like it could be really painful <laughs> if you were the last one. I think they might have outlawed this game yeah. when I was born. Yeah. Kids losing fingers. Yeah, it, I mean, it wasn't that dangerous, but you definitely get your eyes poked out when these things would explode in your face. And oh, uh, if you did, <laughs> if you were set in a trap, sometimes that's when you get caught in it and stuff like that. Too bad mouse trap wasn't really played with mice traps. Yeah, exactly. Would have mm-hmm. taught some kids in the 80s some lessons yeah, like me. Man. Maybe I'd actually play the game instead of just setting it up and <laughs> watching it go. I don't think anyone ever played that game. I think everyone just built the contraption and made the old man jump into the empty pool, break yeah, his neck. Take a, <laughs> take a header. 
you put your own little army men or something underneath where the mousetrap comes down. I don't think anyone ever played this game. The Landmaker or Mousetrap? Mousetrap. Nobody played Landmaker over here because it was never really released until the PlayStation in 99. Well, aren't you smart? I'm so smart. How'd you get so smart? My mom told me I was smart and I believed her all those years. No. Did your mom tell you when Landmaker came out over here? No. (laughs) (laughs) My mom only played Zelda and that was the only video game she ever played. Now, did Zelda ever fight like a dragon? It would be cool if Zelda fought a dragon with a a shield and stuff and he uses shield Um, and a turtle. First boss, first dungeon, Aquamentis, technically a dragon. And a unicorn. It's got a horn, too. Hmm. There's the, the one with three heads. I can't remember his name, though. Tri-Dragon. Gleok! That was it. Gleok. And you cut his heads off, and they flew around the room. So it was like, this is the biggest asshole dragon <laughs> kind, really. Glip-glop. Zelda fights him. Did you guys ever wonder what it would be like if Zelda was a girl? <laughs> weird. I wouldn't buy that game. No. Okay, so let's talk about Landmaker. As I mentioned, it's sort of like a puzzle bubble, but I say that because you use a catapulting system to shoot your cubes up. Now, I'll briefly explain it, then we can all get into this. You have your colored cubes that you shoot up the screen to like colors. What makes the title unique is that matching colors does not necessarily clear a row of colors. They can slide next to each other, and when they slide next to each other, you can slide more and more and more in there, and as you get more of these colors to join together, they stick together. I saw it compared to Puyu Puyu, which I didn't agree with, except for the fact that they get cohesive. Where they get cohesive here, they're not blobs going together. They're actually building these huge monuments, uh, which can eventually turn into giant cities, people walking around and all that stuff. Because these uh, these cubes are set up diagonally, if you shoot the diagonal to the diagonal of the same color, it'll clear the cubes. This allows for huge points if you have a giant city, and then inflict magic damage on your opponent. This is where it's very much like um, Tetris Battle Guide N, and also uh, the Super Puzzle Fighter. We didn't really get into that too much. But if you want to get anyone, I think, into a puzzle game, you would play the Super Puzzle Fighter 2 Turbo Gem thingy. I mean, I think everyone can enjoy that, even if they don't know what the fuck they're doing. And that one, you also build the gems up. They get yep. larger and larger, and then uh, you try to crack them open. But this one is really about that whole building mechanic. Because if you just try to clear the same colors, and you can clear the same colors with just one. Say you have a green cube on screen, you shoot another green one that hits it on its diagonal point, it'll clear that green out of there. And this one has a lot of different characters, they do different things, and not one button wee wee action. No? You might think that that could happen. Negative. Where's the other button? Well, yeah, the joystick. And the start button. And the start button. (laughs) And the coin slot. That's also a button. Yeah, yeah, the button that gives you your quarter back, but doesn't actually ever give you your quarter back. And the the power button on the back of the machine. You ever think of that? And who wants to go next? I definitely saw the same similarity with Street Fighter 2 Turbo. You can't just blow up as many blocks as possible and clear the screen. It's about building up as big as possible to get as big an attack your enemy to push that screen down on them which you know when you're fighting the computer it sucks because it's like a fighting game in the arcade the first two guys aren't too bad but then you get to that third guy and he just whoops your ass yep that's when the machine wants your money yeah the machine's like all right you had your fun now i just want you to keep popping quarters in here and what happened for me is is i would always get to the guy named renki yeah purple skinned Uh, zombie man yeah i liked being him 
I liked being him too. And then he kept beating me as him when I was him. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I don't like you anymore. So I switched over to Rinray, who's like a blue-haired girl who used his swords. At first, I didn't even notice they had names. I was just kind of like, okay, red-haired guy and, and zombie dude and blue girl and all that stuff. But apparently, they all have names, all very Japanese names, since it was never released here. I imagine if they ever did put it out here in 98, they may have. Well, actually, 98 anime was a bigger thing then, so I don't think they would have messed with the names as much as they would have back in the day, where they would have uh, Americanized the whole thing entirely, you know, and made all the pagodas look like skyscrapers. And <laughs> <laughs> Which, surprisingly, on the cover of the PlayStation game, all the buildings are very modern-looking buildings. Oh, my. They also apparently update the graphics in the 1999 PlayStation version. Oh, yeah. There's some polys going on, too. Yeah. Come on, man. <laughs> we, we got polygons now. We got to throw them in there. Every single game needs them. <laughs> Did you see how good Blasto looked on the PlayStation with all those polygons? Uh, no. Oh, because good. My problem with this game is I couldn't get past level three. I honestly spent a whole roll of quarters just trying to <laughs> beat Renki, and there are moments where he would just beat me within four moves. Yeah. It's also the luck of the top tiles that are coming down, and as we mentioned, these tiles come down from the top. There's two play mechanics. One is for you to keep building and clearing the blocks before they reach the bottom of your screen. The other one is to hit your special moves, clear large amounts of blocks, or hit these special power-ups that have up arrow on them and clear them so that you're pushing down your opponent's rock landmass so that all their towns and blocks go off the bottom of the screen. So you're constantly in this tug of war trying to push down your opponent's screen. Yeah, when you break those big blocks, they give you power-ups, and the bigger the structure you break, the better the power-up you get. I'm not sure exactly how big each one has to be, but I know the smaller structures give you that push-up thing, which lets you push your screen up or theirs down, and then eventually you get it's a star. Yeah. And you hit the star, and that'll clear all of the same color of the color you hit it with. Right, so use that wisely. And that also inflicts a lot of damage when you clear a whole lot of one color. And there's also that moon. I can't remember what I used the moon for. I had the same problem as Keith. I just got to level three, and there were there were issues. I definitely got plenty of stars, though. I also really like they had that kind of like an Othello-inspired mechanic where, like, if something's a different color and you hit something oh. adjacent to it to continue, mm -hmm. it'll flip one other one. It is handy, and it's also detrimental because you'll have this giant pyramid built, and then all of a sudden, whoops, I kicked a yellow one into the corner, and now it's just a flat plateau. I made it through this game, I should say, up till Devil Gaira. He was just way too difficult, and I was distracted by his first incarnation, which is Ranju. I was like, is she topless? And then, sure enough, when I got to the screen that I got beaten or I beat her, there she is uh, holding her boobies in, but uh, they're just flapping in the wind when she's... Uh, <laughs> when you're fighting her on the stage. So uh, you get extra points for topless. And that's why I wanted to download. I immediately went to the PSN network. And after 14 hours of updates, I was able to find out that it's no longer available because I did want to know what they did with Ranju. Now, there is no stage, I'm telling you, there is no stage that I did not have to put a continue quarter in, even the first one. Well, because the first one, I'm trying to learn how to play the game and what to do and why. <laughs> That's what I got the first time I played this game, played in Japanese, and it's like, how to play? And I'm like, okay, let me get out my Japanese to English <laughs> dictionary. And I quickly gave up on that because kanji is way too difficult. And then 
I discovered uh, I had a version that did have some English, and that, that helped a lot. Oh, okay. I had no English. I got through the first level five, but after that, it was like, I'm missing something here. I like that they had the little shiny bits on the corners that you're supposed to shoot so you can see them yeah. and know what you're doing. And they also give you those bubble bobble bouncy lines so you can see where the block's going to land and how it will bounce off of things and ricochet. But that's the unique play mechanic about this is that those cubes are on a diagonal and they will slide if you hit the side of the cube or they will destroy the cube if it's the same color if it hits it on the diamond point. You'll be able to help me with this, Chris. This wasn't just in kanji. There was a lot of the Chinese characters in there. And what's that called? The Chinese characters are the kanji. The regular characters are hiragana or katakana, depending on where they're coming from. Okay, right, right. You'd be having a hard time looking up a house with a number eight in it. Yeah, two rivers, four trees. I don't know what that means. (laughs) The first time I played this, I played a couple levels, and then that was the end for me. Then I went and I played a couple other games, uh, different arcade games uh, for upcoming shows. I I even played uh, Super Nintendo, uh, Spider-Man, and X-Men in Arcade's Revenge. Oh, God. <laughs> well, because I wanted to try to remember how bad it was and why I hated it. There and, we go. Yeah, sometimes you got to do that. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I know I always hated it for the how teeny tiny the graphics were because you had the Super Nintendo you're like this is going to be fucking awesome and then the characters are smaller than they were on the NES yeah that was one of those games I uh, was very annoyed I wasted renting for like a couple days and was like I can't beat any levels in this game none of them except that first Spider-Man level so you just play that one over and over again there's a couple parts where you feel like you're in arcades revenge the rest of it you're just going through a cavern demolished city nothing that was in the comic the whole thing about the comic was you know it's fucking you're gonna be inside a pinball and but i had to stop when i got to the storm level because storm is a water swimming level yeah that makes sense She has to unplug these things in the bottom of this construction site that makes the water raise higher so she can swim like man from Atlantis. She doesn't even swim like a human. And she uses her mind beams to destroy enemies. (laughs) You know, Storm. Yeah, they messed that up. I mean, in the comics, it's that, I don't, I don't know if it's she can't swim or right. like she's scared of she water and water. being claustrophobic, so yeah. Arcade takes advantage of that. That's right. But they just get it wrong in this, and, and it's like, you love those swimming levels where you have to get oxygen bubbles, right? Like in Sonic. No, everyone hates them. You know, and then yeah, it's like, hey, you want to be Wolverine? Yeah, everybody loves Wolverine. I want to run around and slash guys with my claws. Well, you can take your claws out, but when you do, you lose health. Like, yeah. that makes no, he has a healing factor. <laughs> they just did the whole thing wrong. It was, it was the worst, but we still played it because there was nothing else. You might have played it. <laughs> Well, I played X-Men on the Genesis. Now, man, that that was an X-Men game. But also... It was all right. Yeah, also kind of shitty, but... Here's Wolverine. Wolverine should be... Well, first of all, he's modeled off of, you know, well, a berserker initially, and then uh, like a Clint Eastwood later on. He wants to be a loner, but he's also conflicted in those... Uh, that's the back psychology. But I think that how it should play would be more like a Metal Gear going to be stealthy if there's a whole lot of people but at some times he's just going to flip his nut and uh, let loose now as far as being able to pop his claws and whatnot 
there's no reason why he can't pop them all the time, except if there's parts where he has to like grab onto something or he has to hold something, and then he can't use his claws to slice and dice so easily, and they can yeah, like, like take advantage of it. Kill somebody at some point, in right? The game, you know, exactly. Which he probably would want to kill someone all the time, but uh, you know they can like hit him with a flamethrower and, and you just try to get him down to his skeleton or something, and maybe that's how you die. Yeah, there was actually a pretty decent Wolverine game, I think. Yeah, I beat that one. Nice. That was one of the first games that I beat, and I was okay with it because you could unlock the original yellow outfit. Nice. Uh, nice. What did you What did you think of uh, Wolverine Goes to Japan, Wiggly? What was it called? The Wolverine with the big silver samurai. The new one. What was it called? The film. The Wolverine. Well, I never saw Wolverine in any film. No, you've never seen any of the Wolverines? No, I've oh. never seen him. I've only seen Logan in films. I've seen Logan in X-Men. I've seen Logan yeah. in the films called Wolverine. I've never seen Wolverine in anything. So you've got a point there. He hasn't put on a costume yet. That Hugh Jackman with those yeah. tight Broadway dance moves. Hugh Jackman balls, who's like seven foot tall, <laughs> the most unlikely person to play Wolverine. Now, it's too bad that he's good. You know, he's a good actor as it. It's just that, come on, this guy's like a foot larger than Puck was. Yeah, Tom Hardy could have pulled it off. There you go. But... Ivan Putski would have been the fucking best Wolverine back in the day if they would have made an X-Men. You know, instead they tried to make Fantastic Four an impossible movie to make. What group is made out of more people that you can't fucking create with, like, any type of effects? I don't care if they're practical effects or anything or CG. Human Torch, he's on fire all the time. What are you going to do? Corman pulled it off. <laughs> no, no. And the thing, I mean, he's supposed to be made out of rocks. He's not going to look like anything except a guy made out of foam. And then Reed Richards, how do you stretch your arm? You got a hand on the end of your arm. So if you put a fake stretchy arm on there, you're going to have a big bulge where your hand is. Look, it's okay. Wiggly, wiggly. We already got a really great God fantastic damn movie. It. We got God a great fantastic movie. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you see The Incredibles? There is a great Fantastic Four movie, and they're making a sequel. <laughs> That's true, but you can't be a live action. The X-Men would have been not so hard. I mean, you did the fucking Tin Man and Wizard of Oz in the 1930s. In fact, 1918 and 1906, you probably had a Tin Man. You know, yeah, they got cancer. Who cares? But uh, you could do Colossus like that, draw some fucking lines on the Tin Man. You could do Wolverine. What do you got to do? I really Nothing. want a drawing. I really want to see someone take a picture of Tin Man and make him look like Colossus. Stick some forks in a guy's fist. He's got Wolverine. What else? Storm. What kid didn't do that anyway? Did you never do that yeah, as a kid? Like course. stick some knives between of your fingers? Of course you do. Everybody does. I mean, Storm, all you got to do is, you know. Get your hose. Look, it's raining. Light them up with electricity. Go yeah. through a couple of those extras. Tell your friend to stick a fork in a socket and point at them when they're doing it. That's it. Easy. Instead, they go for fantastic. And then Dr. Doom. So you got to realize everybody with a metal thing on their head is going to look so fucking goofy because your head is larger than you think. And if you put something metal on your head, your head is giant. It's almost as wide as your shoulders. That's why, like, Magneto's head in in these X-Men movies looks like he's going to fucking pop his face off. Looks like you just shove it in your mouth there to plug up your tooth. <laughs> that big old helmet. That's probably out of my tooth by now. So, oh, uh, Landmaker, no. play it. It's really great. The end. <laughs> um, yeah, Oxy. Yeah, you have different characters. Hiryu. Hiryu. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go for it. We got Hiryu, Aifa. Alfalfa. Sosumi. Somei. Riki. The Renki. You and... (laughs) Coco. Rinrai. Roshi Shinishin. Banjo. Gaira. And uh, Gaira's the last devil, Gaira. You got that one. Yeah. But Ranju, like I said, my favorite. Get to her. These are all land masses, and you're going around land masses. And like I said, each level I had to at least start over once, put in a continue. So you have beautiful graphics. Like I said, I stepped away from this. I played arcade. I don't want to go down that path again. Uh, you went and played some snood for a little bit. You played know? some snood cast. Um, <laughs> Every time someone was playing snood, I was like, this is just, I was like that nerd that's like, actually, this is just a ripoff of. <laughs> Puzzle Bobble, known as Bust the Move in Japan. In America, Bust the Move was dancing game. You know, like. Oh yeah, you got that backwards, but yes. Yes, I did get that backwards. Um, but that's Bust okay. I know what you mean, baby. And when I went back to it, I enjoyed myself. I think maybe even a little more than I would going back to Puzzle Bobble at this time. Probably just because it's new. There's a couple things uh, with this. First of all, it's beautiful graphics. Uh, the animation style is gorgeous. I like the music. I like the sound effects. And like Time Killers. It's hard to believe I'm going to bring up Time Killers. <laughs> There's a really cool opening sequence with this uh, spinning silver puck that goes through a field of stars and a cosmic mist towards the land mass that you're going to be fighting on. And completely unnecessary, but uh, very beautiful. And remember, this is 1998, so we're heading towards the 2000s. So you can have a, a really nice uh, graphics going on here and tons of animation. And, of course, the topless end boss. Now, I did not beat Muscle Mummy Sphinx Man, so I only got Ending B, I think it was called. Uh, but I would like to go back and try to beat him. I, I think I probably could have, but I just I got too blown out. One of the nice things, you have the ability to change your characters after you're defeated. So, much like in Time Killers, again, <laughs> with the Time Killers, you can change your character and then beat the game with the, with a different uh, character. I was sad I missed that Time Killers episode, because that, that was a game I used to play at the 7-Eleven up the street from me. Oh, nice. When they used to have a, a little arcade. So I wasted lots of quarters on that <laughs> shitty, shitty game yeah. that for years I was like, that is so cool and nobody knows about it. And then I went back and played it. I was like, oh God, no wonder nobody knows about this game. It's a piece of shit. Yeah. I feel sorry for you. Our 7-Eleven had a Samurai Showdown too. Oh, nice. Uh, we yeah, also always tough. had a pinball machine. The, the, the highlight was the pinball machine. Adam's Family and Mario. And we had a lot of those back then. And Pit Fighter. Love that pit fighter. Oh, yeah. Uh, Nothing like a forklift. Help hell you out yeah, fighting. man. What do you... Th- I mean, every day when I come home from work with my money, I put it under a forklift. <laughs> raise myself to the height of the money. It makes me feel good. Yes, yes. <laughs> I played Street Fighter 2. That was the first time I played that and uh, was in the 7-Eleven. And then my buddy and I used to drive to... We used to drive 50 miles to play Chiller in a 7-Eleven that was up the way. And then at the end, you, you also get a tally of your builds, which shows you how many houses, how many palaces, how many castles, or how many pantheons you built, which is uh, neat. Here's the things that I would have changed, but there's no real character development. Although the players have different cube sequences and special attacks, it's really too difficult to discern those elements because of the pace of the game. It's so fast. Now, if you sit back and you're watching people play, you can take a look at all these animations because there's people dancing around and fire-breathing 
frogs and all this other type of crazy shit going on, but you can't see it. You're concentrating on building your own stage. Surprisingly, Tetris Guide N, you can actually figure this out because in Tetris Guide N, you're building up these magic blocks on the right-hand side of your block drop area. So you know when you get to a certain level, then you can cast a stronger magic spell. So you're constantly looking over and you're seeing your opponent doing these different animations as well. But in this game, because it's so fast, you can't really take in what's going on. I don't know if they can change that. However, I think that if you're going to take the time to build such a diverse group of characters, it would be nice to have learned more and see more of them. That happens a lot in games like uh, of this type and versus games, even in like uh, dancing games. Oh, I yeah. I tend not to pay attention to anything in the background with a game like Bust a Groove. You're so concentrated on the combination of buttons you have to hit and, and the strategic element. And this, you know, like Landmaker being so fast much like those other dance games, you don't even have time to enjoy anything else that's going on. Right. I think if they would have showed a replay of the last set of moves that you used to defeat the opponent, then you'd at least be able to take a step back and look at what was going on, some of the unique animations. You can understand even your character's powers uh, and your opponent's. Instead, you just get, you know, the gray you lose, and then it holds on that for way too long. Yeah, in Puzzle Fighter 2, I'm pretty sure they show the basic pattern off to the side when you first select your character, so you know what you're getting into, too. That would have been nice, like right on the top. Yeah, it's really hard to even know why. Or, or how, how you would make happens. that. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. too. Yeah, because yeah. I'm like, does that happen when I make certain combinations? Is it dropping them down? When is it making their uh, bar at the top get pushed down into the booby trap, you know? Or mm-hmm. like, what's 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 going on here? I think it's pronounced booby trap. Booby trap, sorry, mm-hmm. booby trap. <laughs> so what's your final take on Landmaker Chris? Kind of chill. Um, apparently the PlayStation version, if you can track it down in some format, actually has a single-player puzzle mode, so you're not quite getting uh, your stool pushed in every time you try it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, the character designs were pretty cool, and it, it was it's kind of cool that they cover all the different elements for all the different characters and whatnot. It was interesting. It was like a change of pace, but not too foreign. It wasn't like out of left field it's you know taking existing puzzle elements and it's fun it's just the first couple runs you might be a little dismayed yeah i think that's why when i took a break i think i was able to do better at it when i came back i also failed to mention three modes of play this one player two player but then there's this first kanji one over to the left and that's basically a beginner mode where you will probably do a lot better but i think it ends after the second level and it says try different mode That's what that is. So maybe you want to start there. Maybe you want to give it a shot, understand it a little bit, and then take a break, go play Arcade Revenge, break your Super Nintendo, and then come back to this title and see what you think of it. Keith, RoboDuke, what's your final takes? If I knew about this game back in the day, which apparently was also released on PlayStation under the name Builder's Block. (laughs) That's it. In uh, 2000, Yeah. apparently it came out. If I had known about this game and was able to get a hold of it, considering how popular Puzzle Fighter 2 Turbo Championship Edition EX2 was with me and my friends, we would have loved this game and probably had a lot of fun 
playing the versus mode in this. So I definitely recommend it for anyone with a, a group of friends who enjoy puzzle versus games. This is another great one to add to the pantheon of puzzle bobbles and your puzzle fighter twos and your snood never had a versus mode. So whatever, that's a game lonely college kids played in the dorm rooms. It would be a lot more enjoyable too because then you most likely have a third or a fourth person that can sit back and watch this while you guys are playing, and then they might enjoy it more when it's uh, their crack at it. Exactly, yeah, and I think sitting back and being able to watch some other people play it would help you understand it more and also enjoy all the really cool uh, pixel animations and stuff going on there. Like you said, all the people moving around in the cities as you build them up. I'd love to be able to watch somebody who's really good at this game play and, you know, like fill the whole screen with like one giant building. Like, I wonder how big can they get? Yeah, and it's a really neat pushy mechanic. It's very hard to describe because of of how it works and and how you could try to build a wall so that the blocks don't come down as fast. And there's a whole lot of neat little subtleties to this. All right, so let's do a thing where we turn this game into a movie and we give it a tagline. So who would like to go first? Me. (laughs) Here's mine. Landmaker. You won't believe how far you haven't gotten. Because <laughs> that's all that would happen. I, I'd be putting quarters in, and I, it'd be going to the next stage, and I'm looking at the land masses, and I only have one that's filled in red. I'm still going, <laughs> still going to the second part of the island. Chris. Landmaker. Build everything up just to blow it all away. Mm-hmm. Nice. And uh, mine would be Landmaker. All action, no character development. (laughs) (laughs) And now here's T.T. Schmootkins with next week's We Talk Games Video Power Magazine Arcade Weekly Arcade Game Audio Clue. We shall see. Hello, I am T.T. Schmootkins. Here is next week's We Talk Games Video Power Magazine Arcade Weekly Arcade Game Audio Clue. Good luck, dudes. All right, what's your clue for next week's uh, program on the Arcade Weekly here? Keith! Uh, some good old-fashioned nightmare fuel, kids. It's a great clue. People know exactly what that is. <laughs> exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> Narrows it way down. Yeah. Way down. Mine will be very good. So let's go with Chris. Ice cream isn't for breakfast, you clown. <laughs> That's pretty good. Mine's going to be smelly neck. <laughs> See, mine's just, <laughs> mine's just as good as Keefe's. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, everybody. Don't be a jerk all the time. I hope that you like us. Bye-bye. Xavier. Go fuck yourself.